Greetings. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am obviously on location. I am actually here in Nashville. Apparently, this is the uh, Jason Whitlock way station with the scale behind me. That's the room that I am in. Back, uh, actually, I'm in the same city uh, as uh, Jill Savage for a change. who will be joining us here momentarily for the Days Group. Good to see you, Jill, back in Des Moines. Todd and Aaron uh, are back there as well. So everybody, how do I look? How do I sound? What do you think? Is it good enough? Is it good enough for this market, as we used to say? Just like any other like- day, quite frankly. So no, there's no, this is the best it looks. This is the best it sounds is what we have right now. That's it. It's I'm very comfortable with the coattails today. That's what I'm saying. If you, if I was worried, you'd know the coattails are are plush today. And I'm I'm so excited because I get to borrow some of those coattails from Todd today because Steve is in Nashville. He's only about seven minutes away from me, but I'm looking forward to seeing you in person later today, Steve. Yes, it's a big day. Uh, I'm going to be a part of uh, Jason Whitlock's uh, vaccine special that he's taping today. And we are doing a, uh, a couple of uh, screenings of Nefarious this weekend as well. Uh, I mean, we've got, we've got people coming in from all over the country, actually, to come into Nashville this weekend and see the movie. So it'll be, uh, it'll be an exciting time for sure. By now, you know the typical Friday drill. Uh, we will get to your feedback on a Feedback Friday coming up. Uh, in the next hour of the show. You also know about our friends over at Bonner Private Wines, an opportunity. You've heard me talk about these uh, outstanding red wines from Malbec grapes grown at 9,000 feet of altitude deep in the Andes Mountains by families that have been at this for a couple of centuries now. And these taste great. Just ask Todd. He has tasted them again and again and again and again. All right, so if you want to take advantage of their unique offer, go to bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. You'll get 50% off the wine and 50% off the shipping. But not only that, not only that, they've now added a bonus bottle of small batch limited production wine from their exclusive wine cellar. So now you see the graphic there if you're watching on Blaze TV. It's, it's three bottles. Well, now it's four. It's four bottles for the price of three and half off the order and half off the shipping. You can't beat it. BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve today is where you want to go. BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. Well, you know, it's a Friday, and you know, if we've got a quad box set up, then it must be time for the day screw. Your weekly look at the week that was begins, as it always does, with issue one, Bleep Lord Nefarious Says. Dear Santa, I don't want games. I don't want toys. Just get me the COVID vaccine. Dr. Fauci, I don't know if you saw it, but on Monday Night Football this week, Damar Hamlin, a player for the Buffalo Bills, collapsed on the field. But it was less than 20 before people on Twitter began to say, well, clearly the vaccine caused his seizure. It's horror that misinformation and disinformation, uh, when you have a platform like social media that exponentially spreads, because what that means, Major, is that 
Yet again, another conspiracy theory, complete nonsense, is going to have some people make a decision for themselves and their family not to get vaccinated. The problem with this bill is not that it makes anything, that it is not that it provides any new protection for infants. The problem with this bill is that it endangers some infants by stating that that infant must immediately be brought to the hospital, where, depending on the circumstances, that may be the right thing to do for the health and survival of that infant, or it may not. The school district now is a nightmare. I go to enroll my child, and my kiddo is standing right there. I hand them the birth certificate, and I say, see right here, this is his sex. He is a boy, he goes by he, him. I had no issues at his past school, and I don't expect to have any issues here. And I swear, it was like Karen, the transphobic secretary, was just waiting on us that day. She said she wouldn't put my child in the school system as his name because it has to match a birth certificate. But again, had no issues at the last school. I'm the first mother in history to represent West Michigan in Congress. This matter is deeply personal to me. I recently shared publicly about my own experience navigating a complex miscarriage and the loss of my daughter. As a pro-choice Christian, who chose life. This issue is so personal to me. My faith informs my actions, but it doesn't dictate the policy of an entire nation. Science is very clear. Sex is not binary. It's actually based on a very complicated interplay between genetics, the endocrine system, and the neuroendocrine system, and transgender people are real. Be mad about it. We've now come full circle, and the extremists want to again demonize parents who are desperate, desperate for a healthy child. I've seen this before, extremist views, criminalizing a medical choice that has to be made. So I've just had to call out sick from work because I've had these awful, unexplainable stomach cramps all day. And I just, I really, really hope that I'm sick because, you know, I've been on hormones for a year and I've heard people say that this is around the time when they start getting like period cramps. And if I have to deal with this once a month, I am going to be so upset. I don't have 12 sick days a year. I'm just gonna have to power through. That sounds awful. I, I haven't been off work long enough. Actually, I was not completely not, wet, not ready. Um, not capable of watching that. I, I just, wow. Quick question, does anybody know what would be the wrong circumstance for a child that survived an attempt to kill it, to go to the hospital, where it might be bad for a, ho a child that survived an attempt to kill it? Um, it might be a bad idea for that child in peril to be taken to a hospital. It might be dangerous for it. Does anybody know what circumstance that might be? Or? Well, if you're a demonic ghoul, one of the 210 that voted against that, every circumstance is the wrong circumstance. All I know is if I trust anybody to figure out the answer to that issue, it's Jerry Nadler. <laughs> Indeed. So, Jill, let us begin with you, both as the guest and ladies first. First question. What was the most terrible of terribles that you just witnessed there? Well, there were several libs of TikTok videos in that montage, and it's always going to be one of them that I have to address. But the dude at the end that pretended to be a woman saying, oh, my period cramps, they're so bad. I don't have 12 sick days a year. 
Yeah, and guess what? That's why guys don't have periods because they would complain. I mean, anytime a man is sick and, oh, I have a cold, it's always like, okay, yeah, great. And if a woman's sick, it's like you're still taking care of the kids and like getting them to school and like doing everything else. This is the way that it's all broken down. It's so infuriating. Stop appropriating my gender. You're not female. You don't have a uterus. You're not going to have period cramps. It's so frustrating and infuriating to watch these people pretend. And like we are we are supposed to care that they are they are pretending about all these feelings and emotions and everything that they're having. I am completely over this nonsense. Uh, but being the former sports reporter, I have to talk about Damar Hamlin. And looking at that, I know a lot of people did jump to Twitter and and my dad and I had phone calls with each other and said, oh my gosh, this is it. This feels like the Aaron Rodgers moment of about 14 months ago when he came yeah. out and said, you know, I, I wasn't vaxxed. And that yeah. had shockwaves through the rest of the system. Like it was okay to really start talking about it for the first time. See, we talked on this program uh, during the Final Four, the, the NCAA championship game last April uh, when Puff Johnson for uh, North Carolina fell down and, you know, had chest pains. And they were saying, oh, man, he was going at it so hard. He just left it all on the floor. We've been watching basketball for decades and decades and had never really seen anything like that. We've all been watching football forever and have never seen anything like this. It wasn't it wasn't a very violent hit. He stood up after the hit was okay, kind of made a little movement and then collapsed. We all know what that looks like because we have now seen it in the documentary of Died Suddenly. We see it with news anchors that are just falling apart, uh, you know, on lives on live TV. We see it now in everyday life. It's to the point where it must start being addressed amongst those that, you know, that, that are we, we aren't going to be scared to talk about it anymore. And in fact, the BBC News even had a cardiologist go on that one of their broadcasts and start talking about the mRNA vaccinations and the, the effects that it has on the heart. So it is penetrating now in a, in a whole new level. Well said. Todd, what about you? Jill, that's crazy talk. You've been standing too close to your uh, gas stove. That's all that says. <laughs> uh, well, listen, that, that woman doing her own TikTok video, creepy, demonic as hell millstones were invented for her there's another part of that clip i saw and didn't show up where she's complaining about her kid getting dead named you gave that kid the name this is preposterous and it's all preposterous and the kind of frustrating level of crazy that just keeps going on and on and on because my worst of the week isn't her believe it or not even though she does deserve that millstone it's like i said the normies are the problem the Democratic legislator says, I believe in God and I'm uh, personally pro-life, but I'm politically pro-choice and yada, yada, yada. That's the person who is responsible for all this. You spit in God's eye on a daily basis. You make yourself God in no less a form than that wicked woman who I said deserved the millstone. You stand up there all prideful, making up your own rules. My goodness. I mean, you are like you when you look up the story of uh, did God really say it's that woman's picture. Either we stop this or we die as a people. It. 
The 11th hour isn't close enough to telling the truth about the level of psychosis that we are under right now. The utter, mm-hmm. uh, the, the talking points are now going out uh, right now here in Iowa on school choice, the humana humana humanas. They're grooming your kids. They're calling you domestic terrorists, but you're still, the teachers are somehow like angels passed down directly from heaven. And don't you dare use my money for private schools and all of this stuff that is obviously not true. And you've been treated like a piece of garbage, but you still are so consumed by the crack that has been fed you over these last years in schools, in media, in medicine. I tell you what, coronavirus isn't even, it's not even on the top 100 of plagues you faced and fell under in the last 10 years. I know that district very well, by the way, that that woman represents. I grew up there. I grew up there. When I was growing up there, per capita, it had the highest concentration of evangelical churches, those counties did, of any pair of counties in the United States of America. And now as I get set to turn 50 later this year, it sends Karen to Congress. So there you go. Aaron. That was going to be my worst of the week. By the way, I I don't know if you all remember, maybe it's still a thing, but I think about a decade ago, a popular thing on college campuses and some of the circles that were proto versions of BLM and and some of these uh, Marxist uh, Marxist uh, or neo Marxist uh, organizations, they had this little catchy phrase they uh, they used to throw around around Halloween. My culture is not your costume. I think we need to print T-shirts here at the Blaze that say my chromosomes are not your costume. Just mm. just designed for people like the dude at the end of that video. I think that thing would sell like hotcakes because at the end of the day, that's all you're doing. You're just wearing, you're just wearing chromosomes. You're just wearing things, uh, things that uh, women do or men do as a costume. It's just a costume. You're totally cheapening it. And that was going to be, but, um, but the worst of the week was going to be that, that woman from Western Michigan. I don't know what's worse. That whole thing was blasphemous, guys. The whole thing, but that one. That clip, a baby somehow survives the snip in the neck, survives an attempt on its life, is sitting there on the table, maybe bleeding out, but still a chance. Maybe in too much pain to cry, maybe crying. And the audacity of that woman to say, Jesus wouldn't want that baby taken to a hospital. To maybe mm. be saved. Mm. I don't know what's worse. The 210 Democrats who voted against the Born Alive Protection Act or Abortion Survivors Protection Act. Not a single damn one of them Republicans not getting up and saying, how the hell dare you? Yep. F you. And we're going, to, we're, we're going to escort you out of this room. How do you sit there and listen to that? I'm glad you all voted the right way. But you got to do better than that. that. That is just appalling. Appalling. Not even a damn groan. You just sat there and listened to that? No. Get out of here. Is that blaspheming? 
<clears throat> pardon me, is that blaspheming the Holy Spirit stuff? Yeah. Because that's what Jesus said was the one unforgivable sin. I mean, I, I <clears throat> there's a lot of debate about what that means. Looks an awful lot like it to me. I mean, the Holy Spirit told me, basically, I, I, I'm a Christian, so I have God's Spirit living in me. That's my claim. And um, it would be totally fine with letting that baby just go ahead and uh, bleed out right there on the table. The normies are the problem, Steve. Speaking of normies, exit question on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being how likable Dan Crenshaw has become, and 10 being how much Dan Crenshaw hates his own base, rank this week's level of total depravity. 10. <clears throat> 10. I patch McCain, 10. Indeed. I mean, I, I was on vacation for too long to sit through that, man. So you know what? Let me have a moment of zen and talk about our friends over at Built Bar, the greatest protein bar of all time. If you're wondering, did I pack my, pro my, my Built Bars with me? Hells yeah. Okay. You bet. I even brought uh, the special Christmas tin that I bought with the Christmas flavors. I just kept that to travel with my Built Bars, brought them here to Tennessee with me because it's the greatest protein bar of all time. Satisfies even my prodigious sweet tooth. So many great flavors, all of them covered in real chocolate. You won't believe it is a protein bar. <clears throat> Pardon me. You won't believe they're all 160 calories or less. A lot of them are 140 calories or less with flavors that rival candy bars out there, but packed with the protein you don't get from a candy bar and without the sugars and carbs and calories that you do. If you want to try it today or try it again, and again and again, like me, go to built.com, B-U-I-L-T for Built Bar, built.com, and use my last name, Dace, as your promo code, D-E-A-C-E, to get 15% off when you do. 15% off with the promo code Dace for built.com and Built Bar at built.com. Let's get to issue two. Wait, um, um, did, uh, did, did we just win? Last week's House Speaker fight was one for the ages. What began as a small group of five representatives clearly stating early on in the process they were not on board with the concept of Speaker McCarthy soon ballooned into 20 congressmen and women who stubbornly refused to bend the knee to Republican machine, Donald Trump, and much of right-wing media. The fruit of their obstinance was a number of concessions from Speaker McCarthy, totally reshaping how the House of Representatives works, at least in theory. At any point, if McCarthy attempts to renege on his promises, any one member can call for the Speaker's removal. Also, a church-style committee will be drawn up to examine the ongoing assault on America by deep state entities like the CIA and FBI. Other provisions were made to ensure representatives have ample time to read bills. Bills will be one issue only and a commitment to balance the budget within 10 years. Question is for you. When it comes to the concessions that the rebels got from Kevin McCarthy to permit him to ascend to Speaker of the House, did did we actually win something for a change? Uh, I, th I say yes. Aaron made the joke yesterday about a banana republic, if you can keep it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that's classic and already been turned into a meme, by the way. Uh, but it, it, we are here in back to the originator of that. This is a republic, if you can keep it on a smaller scale. Is it a win in the near term? Yes. Tomorrow, the next day after that, we see this. It's this is a, this thing called America, a representative republic, 
can never be on autopilot. It's up for people to use these tools, to stand on principle, to not be the normies I just got done talking about. Again, the normies are the problem. If people see uh, are inspired by this and realize they have to got to do it again tomorrow and the next day, because uh, if if there is a place where we can put this on autopilot, we ain't close to it yet. There's a lot of work to be done. But listen, I, the bar is set very, very low on what wins look like these days. But I think by any definition, this is a win. Jill, what do you think? Did we actually win something for a change? We did, and it's such a strange feeling, Steve. We we aren't used to feeling this way, but we got here because the red wave wasn't as big as we thought it would be. And the so-called rebels, the 20, God bless those 20, have actually given the American people some real victories. And if you look at it, right, we were looking back and they were saying, oh, this hasn't happened since, you know, the 1800s, this many votes. Why not? What have we been doing in the 1900s and the 2000s that we have just bent over and, and taken this? Like, I, hey, guys, come on. Put up a fight. Don't let the norm just go through anymore. And we finally exposed the rhinos and we defeated the straw man argument that the Dems were going to win if the Republicans didn't stick together. All of that is gone. And Steve, it felt like you know, the, the tingling in the leg that, that Chris Matthews used to have. I was like, man, I kind of understand that. This week was really exciting. We get we get Matt Gates going on Fox News saying Trey Gowdy. Oh, he, he was he was going out there and complaining about what we were doing. Well, guess what? He knows something about clown shows, that Benghazi hearing. That's all that it was. It was a clown show. Gates came out and said that Kevin McCarthy was the LeBron James of special interest fundraising. Like it doesn't get better than that for me, like looking at it, just trying to say, is there anybody out there that's gonna stand up for us? You had Chip Roy, your buddy on the show earlier this week. It was so exciting and revigorating just to sit back and, and watch somebody, 20 of them go up and stand for the American people. And I love that they called them rebels, like every time the leftists or the news media come out and give us a name, they think it's an insult. They're doing they're doing great marketing for us. I'm proud to be a rebel. Count me down as a proud conservative rebel if that's what this is. Aaron, what do you think? So my favorite, my favorite um, decry of this House Speaker fight is that going to multiple votes is, quote, embarrassing. You're embarrassed by whom exactly? The same people who think it's embarrassing that you think only uh, those with Audis are boys and innies are girls. Those people, you're embarrassed by those people. Uh, screw that. Screw that. Anyway, that was my favorite decry. I think this was a win, and I think it was cemented for me actually yesterday. I don't know if this analysis is true. I just think it's well thought out. Not necessarily endorsing it. One of our listeners, I can't remember your name, passed along this random Twitter account with like a couple hundred followers, and I thought it had some really good analysis, which is kind of a, a one-off uh, with, with, with these types of things. And this guy's name was Steve. I can't remember the last name either. Sorry. If you're listening to the show, I don't think you are. Um, you get credit for this. 
I think it's a win because look what's transpired since then. What we have seen as putting the old dog down with Joe Biden in these documents, what happened yesterday? A swampy, sleazy special counsel was appointed to review this case. And we think, oh, special counsel, they're going to dig and dig and dig. And maybe that is the case. That maybe may end up being the case. What's going to happen, though, to um, congressional oversight of Joe Biden? Special counsel gets first dibs. That's what I, that's the thinking anyway. So I think this was maybe there's a chance that this whole Biden document mishandling fiasco could just be an attempt not to put down Biden, but to protect him by appointing a special counsel. So in that respect, all that all that is to say, I think they to some degree, they meaning the White House, Democrats, the swamp, do on some level fear what happened last week, and they are taking steps now to protect themselves. I mean, if you just, and, and just, that's a great point, actually, I hadn't considered it. And when you throw in Crenshaw losing uh, the chairperson, uh, the chairman uh, vote for Homeland Security, Mike Rogers is rumored to be resigning. Kevin McCarthy now says we're going to release all the footage from January, from the event footage from January 6th that had not been disclosed. What is it, something like 14,000 hours or something that had not been disclosed to the public? I think these are all results of what happened last week. And what what happened last week essentially was the fulfillment of every show I have ever done prior to COVID. Everything I've ever told you about how the system works, how it operates, why it doesn't work, why it doesn't operate, who most Republicans are, who most of the conservative punditry is. Um, You know, those of you, I mean, our our audience here has literally grown like 400% since March of 2020. So a lot of you don't remember those shows, but the three people that are on this panel with me do. I mean, Aaron and uh, and Jill literally grew, grew up listening to those rants. Right? Todd remembers them well. What happened last week, guys, was it not the fulfillment of literally every show I've done prior to COVID? Is, is the high school notions, the click notions... Uh, we're not a nation of laws, but a nation of political will. It's just a matter of I don't want to get banned. I don't want to be not light. Um, I want to fit in. It, that that's we saw we saw, and then we saw a, a group of iconoclasts of varying degree for for varying persuasions and and motivations just roll in like you know Maxwell Caulfield's character in Greece too that no one should ever watch. It's so bad. Okay. And he just rolls in. He says, I'm not going to, you know, I don't care about pink ladies and I don't care about T-birds. I'm going to be my own dude. And he just wrecks the school, man. Just they don't know what to do. What do you mean you're not going to fit in with everybody else? You're not going to be like everybody else. Mike Rogers goes goes full Adrian Zemed just with a lot worse hair in that toupee that about fell off. They don't know what to do. And 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 as a, for me, as a kid that, that moved to so many different schools, I played that role many times growing up and have learned to relish it. And that's why I don't have a lot of friends now. So it's a question. True or false? Will we see at least one more knock down, drag out parliamentary intra-party floor fight amongst Republicans at some point this year? What do you think, Aaron? I will sell. I think I think the Mike Rogers of the world were embarrassed enough that they I don't think at least this year they're going to push 
they're going to push the people who kind of embarrass them too far, fearing that again. That's too bad. I would like to embarrass him some more. Me too. I'll buy, I'll buy it because of what Chip Roy said. We haven't been doing things. There's been no debate, period, for a long time. Just the mere fact of having debate. It might not be exactly like we just saw, but yeah, there's going to be some things. If, again, this is the win, we got near term, but it's just a principle. It has to have flesh and bone put on it by real people. But yes, we should, because that's what Congress should be in the House every damn day. My man, there will be blood. Jill, what say you? I'm buying that for sure. Lauren Boeber didn't go on the floor of the House and call President Trump out by name just to sit back and do nothing for the rest of the year. I tweeted out she has the biggest balls in the GOP, and I'll stand by that. I would have loved to have seen her take one of those high heels off and whip Mike Rogers' ass with it as his toupee was falling off. Mike Rogers trying to instigate a fight while somebody else does the hold me back as his toupee has fallen off. And it's all orchestrated at someone in his own party that won't play ball with the swamp is the ultimate, the ultimate portrait of the Republican Party. In Roll Tide! <laughs> all right, we'll come back. More of the Dace Group here in a moment. show. Well, now I know why they call it the best-selling Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier, because this is one of our partners I've gotten the most positive response about here in the last few months. Several of you have tried it, cannot believe the results that you have seen. That's why they've sold over a quarter of a million of them. That's why they have tens of thousands of five-star reviews, odors from litter boxes, trash cans, smoke, dirty diapers, and more. No match for the powerful thunderstorm air purifier from our friends over at Eden Pure. Better yet, it is filterless, so you won't be switching out filters out of your own pocket or the, your, your own labor for the time that you own it. All right, so put one in your basement, bedroom, family room, kitchen, or anywhere you need clean, fresh air today. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com. Put in the discount code STEVE3 to save 200 bucks. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Use the discount code STEVE3 to save 200 bucks, and shipping is free. And let's get to issue three. Is this already the greatest video of 2023? Are you or a loved one suffering from a medical coincidence? You want proper medical care, but you don't want people sniffing around asking a whole bunch of questions about what might be causing your problem. At the Kaufman Institute for Coincidence, we won't look into the cause of your heart or other problem. We'll just fix it. That's right. We promise to only look at your symptoms. We won't get all curious looking for causes because that could get your employer or your doctor into some legal hot water. And nobody wants that. At Kaufman, we understand that coincidence is now the leading cause of death. Hey, we've got another coincidence over here. If we want to operate at the speed of science, there's no time for looking for causes. No pesky questions about drugs or vaccines you may have been given. At Kaufman, we specialize in the effects and leave the causes to the conspiracy theorists. And let's be honest, we know the cause anyway. It was a coincidence, right? 
For each new patient, Kaufman's talented team of doctors strap on their blinders and look directly at the problem area, usually the heart, just like the CDC recommends. Our main campus now treats myocarditis, blood clots, heart arrhythmia, stroke, heart attack, magnetic skin, difficulty breathing, full body blisters and burning, convulsions, kidney failure, memory loss, cancer, sudden death, and much, much more. Give your coincidence the attention it deserves, but not the wrong kind of attention. At Kaufman, schedule your appointment today at KaufmanCoincidence.com and receive a doctor's note with a real sciency sounding explanation to provide to your anti-vax friends, proving to them it was definitely not the vaccine that caused your coincidence. Kaufman, because coincidences happen pretty much all the time. Official medical coincidence partner of the NFL. And then that last part, just wow. That is a devastating video. The production value on that. I mean, I mean, I'm just uh, good luck trying to top that. Yes, there are 50 weeks left in the year, but good luck trying to top that. I look forward to seeing people try because that is a high bar. So, Aaron, did we just watch already the greatest video of 2023? I believe so. And I finally, thanks to some of our listeners, did track down the original source for that. That's uh, It's got a YouTube channel and a Twitter account. I want liberties. And the T's there is T-E-E-S. I want liberties. Uh, apparently made that video. And it was one of those things. This is one of the highest compliments that I think this show, but especially me, could give something is when I have a pit in my stomach when I watch something, not because it's so well done, but it is re really well done, but because how in the world did we not think of that? Not one yeah. of us didn't, didn't think yeah. of something like that. That's something we totally could have done, and we got beaten to the punch, and I feel like, well, I just got a raise, and now I need to give it back because we probably should have thought of that. But it is so apropos, the entire thing, the entire thing, it is the elephant collapsing in the room that nobody wants to talk about. Mm. It's the elephant in the room. It is so it perfectly sums up. It's just a coincidence. Just a coincidence. Just a coincidence. All these coincidences all together. We're going to give it some sort of fancy name, Comotio, Cordis, or however you say it. I can't remember how to say it. This new term of art that was in, that uh, that that came to the forefront after the Demar Hamlin thing. That's your fancy little doctor's note to share with all your anti-vax friends, even though, as Jill pointed out earlier, how many we've, we're over 100 years in the NFL and we've never had an instance of that. By the way, the one that they point out in the NHL, I think it's Chris Pronger back in 1998, had yeah. Comitio Cordis. Yeah, I remember it well. He was yeah. out for 20 seconds and he played four right. days later. Correct. He didn't need multiple well, rounds. Went on to a long, successful, like, exactly. Hall of Fame career. Didn't yeah. need multiple rounds of resuscitation. So it's, I, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe it really is that. But that's not all there is. But yet there's people on the right running interference for that. So all that is to say, I don't think we're going to see another video that is that biting, that apropos, and that appropriate um, all, all year long. I don't see how that is even possible, especially when you've started the year out the way we have every other day or every single day, another person dying suddenly. And the reality, just like Todd, we had died with COVID. 
meaning maybe what it did to your overall immune system made you more susceptible to other uh, body might have otherwise, uh, you know, recovered from. That's why people with autoimmune deficiencies were in the high risk group. You remember this, right? Uh, the same thing could be true here. What this, what, what these jabs do, what that spike protein do does to you, particularly with repeated, because I'm getting a lot of people that took it once for a job and never took it again, asking me this question. I will tell you the data does show the more often you take it, it's like a, it's like the you know Todd's reference red bandana scene in the Deer Hunter. Except the more times you reload the chamber and point it at your head, the more likely it is that you're going to find the bullet. All right. So um, when you look at what the what the 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 compounding of those dosages, what they can do to to wreck your immune system, your cardiovascular system, may make it. So it may be like these 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 maladies, but they may become more pronounced and comprehensive because of what we have done to about 85% of the adult population's cardiovascular systems and immune systems in this country with these shots. Yeah, and so that is an expansion of the the notion of coincidence. It, it, and mocking it is so appropriate. But th- this is commercial is more than just mockery. It is This is a philosophical treatise. This is about what I've told you about the magical power of vaccines. This is exactly how you get these zealots to say, if you're unvaccinated, you can't go here, you can't go here, you should use your lab. And they say it all with a smile on their face and they feel righteous because in their hearts, that stupid soundtrack is playing and in their heads and their little heart hands are everywhere. This is exactly Mm -hmm. how it happens. This has become... The only thing missing is the dancing nurses. That's the only thing missing in the parody. So how can't they see the obvious coincidence? They're the smart people in the room, right? They believe in the science. It's because... What does uh, Tony Stark say in Age of Ultron? That little witch got in your head. That's That's witchcraft going on there. It's perfect. The music and the heart hands, he gets exactly. This You're all in a damn cult. And that's how you walk around saying the things you say, looking like you look like you're in your Sunday best going to church and you are going to church. But uh, uh, going back to Iron Man again, when Iron Man says, uh, uh, what does he say about uh, Thor? That's uh, not any God I pray to. I mean, we are dealing with warring gods here. Make no mistake about it. Jilly, get the last word. Uh, if SNL was still funny, this is exactly the video that they would have made. But you look at it and Pfizer has come out and bought and paid for new newscasts uh, across the country and thus will not be questioned on there. And so actually seeing that list of side effects, if somebody watches this video, that could be the first time that they actually see the lists of side effects of these po- of these COVID jabs coming through because you don't see that on any of the COVID vaccine commercials. They don't have to list it because they have this special exemption. Everything about this has been in its own unique list. They don't have to follow the rules that everybody else has had to follow. And thus a video like this is able to come through and be so devastating. Uh, another thing about Damar Hamlin, I find it interesting and, and it's just just a thought, but he, he plays for the Buffalo Bills and one of the most vocal people against the jab 
from the very beginning in the NFL was wide receiver Cole Beasley, who also played mm. on the Bills. Now, it could have happened to anyone at any point in time, but the fact that it happened on Monday Night Football with a player from the Bills, I think is, you know, not a coincidence. Hmm. Exit question. Fill in the blank, ladies and gentlemen. Because of the poisonous COVID jab and its escalating carnage, by the end of the year, blank will happen that no one could foresee happening right now. Jill. I will say that Trump will have to turn on the jab or he won't be relevant in GOP primaries. Aaron. Um, yeah, I was going to say something similar. I mean, this is this. I, I think something I think a I think a major smoking gun and I don't think it's going to be that hard. I think a major smoking gun that nobody can turn their face from has to come out of this uh, grand jury in Florida. Todd, a major college or pro sports team will stop playing out of protest because of the dangers. Hmm. So to our kicker topic, how has what's happened with the COVID vaccine changed your mind, if at all, about vaccines in general? Aaron. Um, I, I don't, I am much more cautious now. So before, in general, in general, I'm like living, I had very laissez-faire feelings about Todd's anti-vax. I'm like, you know what, that's, that works for him. I'm good with that. I'm questioning like everything and I trust nothing. And basically anything that the FDA or CDC tells me, I just assume is false now. And vaccines are included in that. Jill, I don't what know. about you? I, wisdom, sorry, go ahead, Aaron. Sorry. I, I, I just think wisdom and knowledge and discernment are in short supply right now, and we need a lot more of that on a personal level. Amen. Jill? It turns out that Jenny McCarthy and Todd weren't so crazy to begin with. Not only do I not trust vaccines anymore, but just the big pharma and the prescriptions that they lay out, because you see every day now, the FDA just came out and uh, apparently let an Alzheimer's drug get approved. And there are studies now that show that it does nothing. So what has happened? A corrupt system was exposed and people are learning that the government doesn't care about your health and rightfully so. It cares about control, right? The, the rightfully so is the, the government only cares about what it's saying. It should care about your health, but it doesn't, right? Right now, everybody's talking about gas stoves. Well, guess what? They don't want you to have a gas stove because they can't control that. They can't turn it off with a flip of a button and control your thermostat and everything else in your house. Every single thing that we are seeing, every headline that's coming out, it's all about government controlling your life and it's never going to change until we, the people, stand up against it. Todd, do we have to go to you because I'm short on time? Can you give me an answer in 30 seconds? Yeah, I haven't mentioned it on the show before. Even I, I, I never expected how they would go after um, the likes of hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. So, oh, the I discrediting mean, of drugs to pave yeah. the way? I mean, yeah. I knew they were greedy. I knew they lied and everything like that. But, the, the, I mean, they, they have blood on their hands at a level even I, I did not think they were prepared to do. Was it Merck? I can't. Who's the manufacturer of ivermectin? Was it Merck that got an ivy that, that was the manufacturer received the Nobel Prize and then came out with a press release last year claiming or two years ago that uh, ivermectin was dangerous after receiving a Nobel Prize for it? So that kind of just that's, again, a snapshot and an encapsulation of everything that you guys have been talking about. 
Let's get to predictions. Todd, I'll go back to you. We have about two and a half minutes. Go. Uh, well, my prediction is that uh, Skynet is in fact here. Uh, the uh, gas stove thing, they are becoming self-aware. They came from the future. They've been waiting for their time. And now uh, Skynet, the movies you saw, Arnold Schwarzenegger, that's exactly what's going on here. Um, and prepare for a dark hellscape brought to you by uh, who makes gas stoves these days? I mean, <laughs> I mean, a Davos, Davos and uh, their new buddy, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp. There apparently. it is. Yes. I will I, go with the, uh, the deep state put Trump and Biden on the same charge so they can take them out together or they can keep them propped up together. One of the two will happen. Neither can live while the other survives. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. This uh, we're now at the point where, you know, what I can't even I don't I, I would have said a year ago that sounds ridiculous to me, but I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I can't argue with it now. Come at me, bro. You've gone, and you know, I, I didn't know we were having Shannon Joy on this week, Jill, but uh, <laughs> nice. All right, go ahead. Ta, or Aaron, your prediction, go. I've got 49ers, Jaguars, Bills, Giants, Bengals, and Buccaneers this weekend. I should have done that too. I forgot to do that. Mine's going to be. Ron DeSantis doesn't announce for president until at least, at least July. The Florida legislative session ends in June. So it won't be any earlier than that. At least July before Ron DeSantis gets into the presidential ra- presidential race. That's my prediction. Yeah, agreed. Good stuff, Jill. Looking forward to seeing you this later, later tonight, this weekend. You excited to see the film? I can't wait. I mean, I, I helped put this whole thing together, Steve, so that I could see the film. All of it, know you know, you self-interest. I know you did. And I milked your time and effort for all it was worth, if we're being brutally honest. So uh, let me say this in front of everybody here on the, that's that's watching and listening right now. Sincerely, thank you. I mean, we've not been able to pull this off this weekend for people around the country if it weren't for you, Jill. So thank you very much uh, for making that happen. We appreciate it. All right. God bless. Thank you. Happy to help. See you soon. Yeah, we'll see you soon. We'll come back. I'll see you soon as well. We'll get to hour two and Feedback Friday in a moment. Back here with our two here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here. I am on location at the Blaze facility here in Nashville. Getting ready after we get done today to help tape the Jason Whitlock vaccine special. Uh, and then we're going to do a couple of VIP screenings of Nefarious while we're here. We've got people from all over the country coming in for that. So very excited to gauge their reaction. And I mean, so far, the reaction to this thing has been over the top effusive in praise, which is why I'm looking forward to showing it to Whitlock tonight, because I know I'll finally find someone who will trash it and rip it and make me more comfortable. Uh, you guys know this level of positive reinforcement puts my uh, puts me on edge. So uh, since it's not called The Wire, I am confident that uh, Whitlock will trash this movie uh, uh, later on tonight, and I'll be somewhat comforted that I am now back in my 
uh, black sheep of the family, iconoclastic uh, comfort zone uh, as an individual, as opposed to someone who's getting all of these congratula- congratulations for the movie. So we're looking forward to that here this weekend. Uh, Todd and Aaron are back there in Des Moines. And then you are you, and you can let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox by emailing us, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Day Show on Twitter, Getter, and then TikTok and Instagram. And then find me over on Truth Social at Real Steve Dace as well on Truth Social. If you listen to the podcast version, thank you so much. Please, if you've yet to do so, leave us a five-star review and hit subscribe or follow, please, on whichever podcast platform you prefer. Feedback Friday Part two is, or Part 1, I should say, is brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Who knows when the next time, that could never happen here, happens here. And it might be, let's go branding the food supply. We kind of need food. Kind of. So that's why you want to make sure you go to My Patriot Supply right now, get their three-month emergency food kit, well over 2,000 calories a day that you need, up to a 25-year shelf life, 20 different varieties of foods and drinks. They are uh, also not loaded with fillers and MSG, breakfast, lunch, dinner, even drinks and snacks, folks, to make sure you've got the peace of mind to know that you are prepared just in case it goes down again. Save $200 per kit right now on the three-month emergency food kit. Save $200 per kit plus free shipping when you go to preparewithdace.com, preparewithdace.com. All right, gentlemen, you ready for, for the first time this year, some Feedback Friday? You bet. Should be some good stuff. There should be. Let's begin on a bit of a somber note, however. I'm wondering if you would mention the family of Chief Justice Justin McIntyre and ask this amazing audience to keep them in prayer. Our small town lost him in the line of duty on January 2nd, and the funeral service was this week. Prayers also for Officer Jordan. I'm going to butcher his name. I'm going to try not to. Shrekin Ghost, I believe, is the last name, who was injured and thankfully is recovering. If you've ever wanted a little faith in humanity restored, our towns are drenched in blue and have come together in an incredible way to support the families of those who gave all to keep us safe. Brackenridge, Pennsylvania is one square mile on the map, forever changed in unthinkable ways. Thank you for considering this. Please don't use my name if you decide to share anything about them. Uh, The focus should be entirely on them. So if you are a prayer warrior in our our audience and you could add the family of Chief Justin McIntyre of the Brackenridge, Pennsylvania Police Force to your list, I'm sure that family and that community would greatly appreciate it. Jason Leapart writes, I thought today would be the appropriate time to let you know what has happened thanks to your show. I've been an avid listener since 2020, but on October 14th, 2021, your show hit me in the gut. I live in South Louisiana and own multiple businesses in the community. To say I know a lot of people is an understatement. As time approached for our kids to begin school in the fall, the masking of our kids in school was rearing its ugly head. Our school system decided to follow the governor's orders and mandate masking again. I decided I would not comply. I asked my son, a junior, if he felt comfortable resisting and going to school without a mask. I told him I would support him no matter what would happen from here. I spoke with most of the people in my circle of friends and in the community, and all were against the mask, the mandates, 
but they just talked a good game. When the first day of school came, my son walked into school and was promptly sent to the office and sent home. I met with the principal and superintendent immediately after the incident, all of us maskless in a small office. I asked him how many kids did he have to send home for not wearing a mask? The answer was just one, my son. I was devastated. I felt like Mel Gibson in Braveheart when Robert the Bruce knocks, uh, knocks him off his horse and he pulls off the Bruce's headgear to find out it's his friend. Where were all the men? After your show on October 14, 21, I decided then and there that I was going to take the fight to them. Our local school board election was held this past November the 8th. I ran for the seat in my district and I won. I was just sworn in the other night. The motivation you guys provided day in and day out makes it easy for me to take this next step. Better days are ahead. Keep up the good work and keep doing what you're doing. You guys are making a difference. And Monday's opening monologue was off the chain, so keep bringing the heat. That is from Jason Leaphart. And we want to say to you, brother, thank you. Thank you for, for honoring this year's theme. Stand. You took a stand. You took a stand. And... And now you've got an opportunity to knock over some shibboleths of the damned by taking a stand. So thank you, brother. Gentlemen, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, just one bit of advice going forward. Now, God bless everything you did. Just prepare to lose a lot in in this school district. Uh, in terms of votes going against you, policy not being enacted as quickly as you want to prepare for that. I mean, again, uh, uh, my wife and I tried the same. We didn't any, uh, even uh, get elected. But uh, I continue to have a lot of success there because at no point play their game. Be a voice. Constantly drive them nuts. Make things very uncomfortable for them because they hate transparency they love having all of their ducks in a row they like everybody getting line and marching never do it never play by their rules they'll talk about decorum and now we're all yep. supposed to speak with one voice you say whatever yep. you damn well want to now yes there's a way you if you get a chance to argue your point they argue theirs the vote happens you know it's not about being petty but it's about showing that this entire thing called public education has become a scam. And you point it out in every way you can. You use social media and you be unapologetic about it. And you'll be called names for it. And you'll be called a boat rocker. You're damn right I'm rocking that boat. And I'm going to sink it to the bottom of the sea if it's this kind of cesspool filled with groomers. You keep doing it. I mean, all I can do is law, preach. All right. I mean, Aaron, I, first piece of advice along the lines of what Todd just said for Jason, I would give. Remember the immortal words of the great prophet Nick Nolte in 48 Hours. When you look at the rest of that school board, we ain't partners, we yeah. ain't brothers, and we ain't friends. Period. Absolutely right. And sunlight is the best disinfectant, and that's what people like Todd and people like you uh, just just did, Jason. And and kudos to you. Hats off to you. You're not only an inspiration to us, you're an example for others as well. And we, we thank you for, for saying that. And to kind of piggyback off of what you were just saying there, this is an example of somebody who, you know what, if you want to be on cordial terms with me, I'll be on cordial terms with you. But that's not a necessity for letting you know what's what the way things are going to be. I, I don't need to be your friend. Would I like to be your friend? Yeah, sure. Maybe. I don't know. I don't really need any more friends. But 
uh, this is right, this is wrong, this is the way things are going to go, this is what's, what's going to happen. You stand up, you start taking names like this, that's, what, that's, what's, that's what's going to happen. I think far too many people are, if they see something going wrong or that, they don't, that doesn't sit right or gives them a weird pit in their stomach, initially, I think the initial bit of paralyzation that happens and why they don't act is because I don't want to be yelled at or I don't want to be on unfriendly terms with right. thus and such and so and so. Eventually, if you cement yourself in that, Lord knows, Steve, and I'm thinking of a particular person right now, you have seen this, you've seen this happen so many times. I'm sure Todd has uh, as many times as well. Eventually, if you let that paralyzation of I don't want to piss off so-and-so, you'll eventually become what you say you're fighting against. That's mm-hmm. Eventually, you will become that. Okay? Courage begets courage. So does cowardice, quite frankly. Amen. And Jason, you were the opposite of that. So hats off. And remember this, Jason, they elected you. So be you. Don't be anybody else. They elected you. So go there and be you. Next up, you guys, please never stop. We are having the, the, the same exact fight here in Ottawa County, Holland, Michigan. We unseated eight Rhino GOP commissioners, and the local news is having a hissy fit as well as all the previous commissioners. The new board of commissioners hit the ground running last week. They fired the previous health director who promoted the false narrative. The previous health director also said infants should know what sexual gratification feels like. Let me pause right there. That health director, if they actually said that, ought to be arrested. Any previous era or generation of this country, if a public official said that out loud, he he or she would have been arrested for that. That person should be arrested for saying that. Yeah. Then they fired the DEI director and shut down that department. Now you guys are just getting me hot and bothered. Thirdly, they fired the executive director. And lastly, they fired the current attorney and, and hired the law group that defended the barber who defied Whitmer's lockdowns here in Michigan. This was all done on their first day of office. This is what I'm talking about right here. Yeah. We will never give up either. Hubby and I are Ottawa County precinct delegates, and we are having a huge fight there as well between the old guard and the new guard. Many rhinos in the old guard, including the executive director, we voted him out December 1st, and we won't step down. So he took us to court, and now we've been ordered to have a redo convention next week. Our voices will just be louder next time. So preach it loud, Steve. We met you and your lovely wife at the Stand Up Michigan fundraiser in Grand Rapids last year, and we've been following you faithfully ever since. Thank you, Jim and Marsha Vandenbrink, who are confirming for you we are not a nation of laws, and we never have been. We are a nation of political will, and we always will be, period. And all the angels blowed their trumpets. I mean, this is just amazing. Again, these people... As I just got done saying, they hate transparency. They they love the little bubble. As soon as you start making them feel uncomfortable, they start, you know, uh, they'll ignore you for a while as best they can. If you won't, then they'll try to hurt you like they've uh, tried to, uh, to do uh, with me uh, here in Iowa. But you they, it, they can't last in this. They're not they're not built for you no this person to not go away trust me they aren't they're used to you always going away which is yes. why they get away with everything they do as long as you yes. know as long as they know that you that you're never ever leaving 
it, the, the game is totally changed. That is a vitally important point you just made. These people are bullies, but not in the classic right. sense of a bully. These are not people that in the in this the, the classic bully that maybe got held back a grade or two and is bigger than everybody else and was shaving in middle school while you're still wondering what is this thing called peach fuzz. That's not who these people are. They are bullies, but really they're hall monitors. They're dweebs. They're mom's basement dwellers. They're co Mountain Dude Code Red drinkers. They're cul-de-sac dwellers. Um, they're EV fanatics. They're cringe. And they're the kinds of kids when we were in school in other eras became safety guards and hall monitors because they because that gave them a little bit of power. You know, Rush Limbaugh's famous line that feminism was created so unattractive women could feel like they had a voice in society. Th th that's sort of what we're talking about here in a more general sense. They, 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 the, the insufficient who sought out middle consistent perpetual middle management power to feel as if they had some value. And they do have value. They're made in the likeness and image of God, but they don't want any part of that value. They want to declare themselves as God. That's the power they want to lord it then over you. And it used to be, you know, we just laughed at the safety guard and we just laughed at the hall monitor and did what we wanted because we were on the football team and didn't care what you thought. What are you going to do? Report us? That's how we used to roll around here. You guys remember those days, Todd? You remember those kinds of days? That's oh, how it used to work. Yes. That's how that was the that was the order of things. That was the order of things. And, and we're gonna do you a favor by ignoring you, actually. Because if 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 we decided to confront you for your silliness, it would not go well for you. So we're committing an act of mercy by mocking you and ignoring you. That was the previous order of things. And it worked well in this country for many, many generations. What's happened now is that order of things, because masculinity is largely gone, that sort of law of the jungle, of remembering there's always a bigger fish, remembering there's always someone that can punch you in the mouth too. That's largely gone now. And so these elements, these safety guard hall monitor ele elements now, they now believe they're King freaking Kong. That's what they believe. And this has gotten out of control. And so the, the order of things will have to be restored again. The order of things will have to be restored. And it begins by ignoring and mocking them and putting them back in the place where they belong. Yeah. And there's two different kinds here. There's the people that make it easy to do that, uh, you know, because they're obnoxious. And there's some of those on the school board in my, uh, uh, I have one, my youngest is still there. Uh, but there's the other, the nicer than God types, so that you're going to have to make sure you don't let them manipulate you. There's another one on the board. Uh, her Twitter thread actually says, above all, be kind. So that's her thing. She's just going to try to choke you with kindness. But regarding, we've got this big school choice battle going on in Iowa. And yesterday, this woman tweets out, public schools have to be, quote, meticulously transparent with spending because they are using taxpayer dollars. This would be extremely irresponsible. Now, she's going to say all kinds of things like that in the meetings you go to, but she's going to say things nice. And so you're going to think there, I don't know, do I give her the benefit of the doubt? Here's how I handled nope. her. Uh, the Carlisle Pride School Board you sit on has refused to inform the public about a felony sex crime between staff and student and used a secret and illegal book committee to approve genderqueer porn for the school library. So much for meticulous transparency. It's all, a we go. it's all a word game. It's all a scam. Yep. Now, this is just one tweet, but right in front of them to their faces. 
This is how you deal with these people. Because this is Aragorn at Helm's Deep here. Offer them no mercy, for none will be offered to you. Amen. Restore the order of things. The order of things must be restored. Now, we still have 7,000 problems in this society after that. But it's got to start right there with a very basic restoration of the order of things. People need to be... Self-awareness is dead because people no longer are being forced to be aware of their own insufficiencies and inadequacies. So there's a whole bunch of ye be like God going on out there. That's a great point, Steve, about all the problems. And this is what they're going to try to do to you. They're going to try to make you think like all of the collateral damage of what you're doing of what you're doing and how you need to rethink this. And this is why you need to play the game. This is a scene from these movies that like when uh, there's one, the hero of the movie uh, is surrounded by a bad guy and all his henchmen and the guns are drawn at each other. And the henchman tries to say to the, the good guy, you know, look at, you'll never get out of here alive. And the good guy says, you're right. I won't, but you'll be dead too. Cause I promise you before I'm dead, you will be ne- there you go. absolutely. Let them know. I Sure. I plan on, I, I got into this knowing there would be blood, but it ain't just going to be mine, all right? They're not used to that. Or as they used to say when Marvel made good movies, I can do this all day. Yeah, there it is. I can do this all day, yeah. There it is. I'm a daily listener to your show and wrote last year regarding vaccine mandates and my resistance to taking the jab. And you guys actually read my letter on the air while the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict came in. I just wanted you to know where I am in, the, in my fight against the company that mandated Although the company approved my religious exemption once, they required that I resubmit for approval every six months. This seemed nonsensical to me, as obviously my religious beliefs wouldn't change. In between the first approval and one month prior, until I had to submit again, I was fired. I was fired for a HIPAA violation that I in no way committed. They hired a new director that I feel did the company's bidding for them and came up with a way to get rid of me without saying it was due to being resistant to taking the jab. I know in my heart and soul that I was fired for not submitting to Zod. You can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. Ever since I declined the vaccine, I was treated differently and less than. I currently have an attorney and we have filed an EEOC complaint. That's the Equal um, Opportunity Employment Commission, I think, or something like that. I have 30 years in this field and I have never committed any violations, nor have I been treated so shabbily. The irony is that I started my own business and many of my previous patients followed me. I am doing God's work now, but I will continue to fight for him and what is right. This is how corporations treat those who don't submit. Please pray for me and my attorney as I hopefully expose the tyranny that is happening to good people all over this nation and other countries through this kind of a case. I feel like this is in God's hands. I want to thank you guys for giving me the courage to battle this. That is from Kimberly Gambino. Are you guys sensing a theme here? Aaron, as we open up the uh, the, the SteveDace.com inbox for the first time in 2023. Uh, yeah, it's just sitting down and taking it. Is that is that the theme <laughs> that we're going with today? No, uh, quite the opposite. You know, we had a buy-sell-hold submission the other day. For some reason, that just kind of uh, stuck in my mind. And it was something along the lines of what we saw with the 2019 or 20 congressmen and women taking a stand is just a just portends what we will see more of culturally and personally i think both of you guys enthusiastic enthusiastically bought on that my reaction maybe it's just because i'm a 
a skeptic, and that's putting it mildly. My reaction, my gut reaction to that was, uh, not necessarily. The more I thought about it, the more the walls close in, the more we have people like who we just heard from call in and say, hey, I got, they, they trumped up some false charges just to get rid of me for this other, for this other uh, thing, meaning the vaccine or the jab mandate, which they wanted to get rid of me all along for. Necessarily, it will portend that more people stand. That's how we're going to find out who really is the true believer here in America, in American exceptionalism, in truth, in all of these, in all of these things that, we're, that we once were trying to conserve and now we are trying to take over a culture to reestablish. We're going to find that out. So necessarily, yeah, we're going to see a lot more people standing because there's going to be nowhere else to stand. Other than, here I am, I can do no other, so help me God. We're going to see a lot more of that. That'll be encouraging. That in and of itself will be encouraging. The mm-hmm. circumstances under which it happens, though, that's always going to be a re- reminder of how, high, uh, how high, high a hill that we have to climb. But nonetheless, hats off to everyone so far, including you. Losing a job, especially under those circumstances, losing a job on a jab mandate by itself is terrible. Having some BS charge um, brought up against you in order to remove you for that other thing, that's just putting your faith in God is the way to go. And I I salute you. Amen. Very well said. Mason writes, I recently found out that my lovely wife is pregnant with our first child. While we are super excited, I have a couple of questions I'd love for you all to answer. Number one, what words of advice do you have for raising and leading a family in a nation that might be under a Romans 1 judgment? I've struggled in my early adult life. I'm 27 with leadership and getting into the word. I mean, I'll give you the first piece of advice. Get into the word. That's my first piece of advice. Get into the word. Since I got married in 2020, I'm getting a little better at the leadership aspect, but I still feel the growing pains. Number two, I'm listening to your evergreen on the jabs last year, and I'm starting to question everything involving vaccines. I never considered myself an anti-vaxxer, and I do have every shot that most children got, except for like a flu shot. But I especially did not get any of the uh, poisonous uh, COVID, or COVID jabs. Since the COVID jabs, I am now starting to question everything regarding this industry. Is there any vaccine at, there at all that any of you all trust for your children? Yes, I know Todd is an anti-vaxxer, and especially want to know his thoughts. Um, I'll go first and quickly and then turn it over to, to you guys. Number one, as I said a minute ago, Mason, you just have to get into the work. I mean, you, do, you, do you struggle to breathe on your own? Do you struggle to eat on your own? Do you struggle to, to drink something when you thirst? No? Well, then you know what? You need um, eternal bread, the bread of life, living water. Okay, so um, don't struggle. And begin actually with the Gospels, I'd start actually there. Start with the Gospels and Acts. I'd start there. And and begin, you know, getting into it there, getting to know God in his most intimate personal form, Christ. Number two, as our, we, Amy and I were never full-throated, inject our kids with everything. Um, 
we just were naturally suspicious of, you know, why are you trying to convince us to give teenage boys Gardasil vaccines and HPVs? Uh, our kids did get the generic um, uh, kind of cocktail that we were given when we were kids, but they haven't been given any other vaccines since. And um, nor did we uh, give our younger children that are still living with us um, any of these COVID vaccines. And as an adult has been for se- since the advent, uh, since before COVID. So um, for her, those are her decisions to make now, but those are the decisions that we made in our family. Todd, I'll turn it over to you next. Well, I, I don't, I'm not entirely sure if there's anything for me to say. If you watch the show regularly and know what I believe, you just you don't you don't need your body does not. Everybody says it's going to be an apocalypse if you don't have these vaccines. Why? You don't live in Haiti. Now, listen, they're trying to make everything a third world country, but you don't live in Haiti with sanitation. Do I believe in theory? that a certain kind of vaccination works and may be necessary someplace. I, I, I do not dismiss that out of hand, but proper hygiene, proper sanitation, proper diet. I mean, right out of the get-go, having this child, choosing a nurse, uh, a doctor versus a, uh, a midwife. There's, there's more than just the vaccines, and we're learning that with COVID. It's about an entire healthcare industry that is trying to make you feel weak and broken from the beginning and god gave you an immune system you are broken but you're broken by sin your immune system probably works just fine and that this is something that's the leap people really need to take it's not just a vaccine thing you 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 basically have been raised to treat the doctor like the priest and the hospital like the church and you have, mm. if you're honest with yourself, you have way more faith in that place than when you, where you go on Sunday. That's the issue. Pagan religions always have witch doctors, shamans. That's not new. No. That's not new. Aaron? With us, we have done a very delayed schedule, and we're not doing the, the CDC 700 vaccine schedule for Ben. We've done a very delayed uh, schedule with him. Just speaking personally, I would be fine if we, you know, didn't get any more. Um, I'd be fine with that. I will say, I, I will say as well, um, vaccine. We don't have vaccines. Some of them may be. Some of them may be vaccines. What we have, and it's not just the COVID jab. We just have jabs now. Here's what I mean by that. You guys remember the video we had from Seven News in Australia yesterday? It was a conspiracy theory at one point that they were going to start mixing RSV and flu and COVID jabs all together. Now they're doing that in Australia. But that woman, that woman, I just laughed. I love her. I love her. That woman in the video, she's a boomer. Uh, I I take my health very seriously. Uh, I believe in the power of the vaccines. That's why I'm getting three of them in one shot. We don't have vaccines. We have jabs. The power of the jabs. All hail the power of the jab. That's what we have. It's a religious right. It's not really about the health. And so I'm instantaneously, as Todd said, I'm instantaneously dubious when it comes to that. There's nothing there. I just believe in the power of vaccines. There's no, there's no there there. 
I'm instantaneously dubious of anything that starts out with a premise that is that dumb and vapid. By the way, we were that was very well said, Aaron. Forgive me, Mason. Dude, congratulations, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> phenomenal. I probably should have led with that. Okay. But uh, congratulations. You are about to embark on the coolest adventure of your lifetime. I've never done anything better in my entire life than be a dad. Amen. Coolest thing I've ever had a chance to be a part of ever, ever. From the conception process all the way to the nurturing process. <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever had a chance to be a part of. All right. Was being a dad. No doubt about it. I will come back and we'll get to more of your feedback here on a Feedback Friday. Don't forget Steve at SteveDace.com. That's how you can email us. Look for me on Facebook, uh, Parlor, MeWe, Gab, Getter, at Steve Day Show on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. More of your feedback in a moment. The Steve Day Show. Hey, remember when they approved hydroxychloroquine uh, to be uh, to be purchased 70 years ago and then right during a pandemic when we probably should have erred on the side of trying everything, decided it was too dangerous to try it and so immediately claimed it was poison? How about do you remember when they gave a drug called ivermectin, the Nobel Prize in 2015 for the amount of lives it saved? And then again, you'd think we'd be, you know, coming up with strange copper uh, bracelet concoctions to fight COVID instead. But uh, no, we, we took that off the market too and, uh, and, and claimed it was poison. You guys remember that? Yeah. Um, don't let them do that to you again. Talk to our friends over at Jace Medical right now. Get prepared right now. I mean, for example, we're in an amoxicillin shortage. Well, that's what happens when you combine Let's Go Brandon with letting the Shycoms produce about 80% of your antibiotics. That's where Jace Medical comes in. Get the Jace case J-A-S-E, J as in jump at this right now, J-A-S-E, that's how you spell it for Jace Medical, some of the most venerable antibiotics in history, have them ready and available just in case of an emergency, including amoxicillin, all right? So uh, get $10 off your purchase today with the code DACE10, with the code DACE10, get $10 off your purchase today at jacemedical.com, jacemedical.com. Let's get back to Feedback Friday. Remember that famous Jim Mora press conference when someone asks him about making the playoffs and he says, playoffs, playoffs, I just hope we can win a game. That's how I feel right now. Presidency, presidency, I just want one more state other than Florida to live to live in, really. Any Republican talking about the presidency right now is missing something. How do they think they could win? First of all, if the Democrats cheated in the midterms, how are you going to stop the cheating in those states? You have to get a Republican elected to stop the cheating, but you can't get a Republican elected because they cheat. Secondly, if the Democrats didn't cheat, then the people are just so stupid that they would vote for the same party that has brought them sky-high prices, threat of war, mandates, on and on, and that there's probably no hope for them. So what to do? Two things. Number one, in red states, make them like Florida, tighten up election laws, outlaw mandates, etc. Create more states like Florida where we can actually have freedom. Number two, in purple states, form a coalition of independent voters that includes people like you and Naomi Wolf, 
She's kind of gotten into the election fraud issue now, by the way. And the Patriot doctors, people who have a brain and can think and who also want freedom, run an independent and see if you can win races in those purple states. All right. What do you think of Katie's suggestions, gentlemen? Uh, here, here on everything. It, it's a must. Uh, back to a republic. Uh, if you can keep it, the, the, the election thing. Is so important. And again, now, what, uh, Katie Hobbs lost her first one. Now it's in, um, what, federal appeals court? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. She she says, I'll take it all the way to the Supreme Court. I, like, we can't, we absolutely have, uh, e- even if we lose, whoever we is, whoever you want, I and mean, you have to know that you're losing over and over again legitimately. That, that this margin of cheating thing this entire conversation it's not new we've had it's come up in other eras of history Uh, uh, but but the more technological we get with this uh thing it's it's become more like part of the machine the system and and that's something that simply cannot be tolerated because your instincts are right i don't sense just mere desperation about you but you you had some fun with it at the beginning you're absolutely right what steve you you once uh said uh why you were so stubborn and perhaps spent more time other than life talking about the courts uh, Mm -hmm. because ultimately every issue we talk about ultimately just ends up there anyways and then right. gets getting the same is true of elections. Like I, we can talk about elections all we want to, but unless we can get people in there, uh, and uh, this is Steve's point about who, the, the and not in necessarily in ways you understand, but Donald Trump wins, appoints three justices. Look what happens to the life issue. Well, that we need a legitimate election to have a shot at something like that happening. You're, you are absolutely right on how uh, important this is, how should, we should not take uh, this, uh, especially after the red wave that wasn't, we should not be taking any election for granted, DeSantis or not. Um, I applaud uh, everything you said. Yeah, you're here as well. And, and um, along the lines of what Todd was saying, and I think what the emailer was, was getting at as well, um, I, I, I noted that uh, this this speaker fight last week was a win because of the way it maybe struck fear into Democrats. You can tell a lot about whether or not you're actually getting somewhere, whether by whether or not your your enemies change their behavior for in, in terms of fear or in terms of uh, getting into a defensive position. I think you can say a lot. Because when it comes to Washington, it can get really murky and muddy, and you're never really quite sure if a win's a win or a loss is a loss. It's just that's the uniparty. Mm-hmm. I, it occurred to me this week along those lines. I follow a number of lefty, of lefty uh, publications, and I saw one, and I think this was more mainstream. Maybe it was the New York Times, I think writing about Chris Rufo and this effort they have about New College of Florida or New University of Florida or something like that. It's uh, about 60 years old. It's a, it's a university that's about 60 years old, uber lefty, and essentially what Ron DeSantis along with Chris Rufo are doing are just marching through that institution and completely wiping it out. 
in terms of the communists. It's a long march through the institutions. And it occurred to me while I was reading that and while I saw that, the ratio of hit pieces that I see on the likes of Chris Rufo and others who are not elected Republicans, the ratio of those to hit pieces I see on elected Republicans has got to be something like 10 to 1. You can see where the left fears us. I believe it is in the cultural arena or the institutional arena. They don't fear Republicans, nor should they, nor should they. What they really fear is us doing to them what they did to the institutions. Exactly right. And I think that's kind of going to what this emailer is getting to. You can really tell a lot about your opponent, your enemy, by what they tell you they fear. I think they fear that. They do not fear Pharisees arguing with them on which money changers should be in the temple. How much money should the money changers charge? Which form of money? Um, which wh- what 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 ungodly practices should occur on such holy ground? They they don't they may disagree vehemently with the Pharisees' views on that, and the Pharisees may have views that would make it more palatable, but not really threaten the premise by which they polluted the temple in the first place. What they really fear is the paradigm shift of the Lord walking in there, fashioning a whip of cords and turning the damn tables over on them. That's what they fear. Yep. Before we get to this final email, because I think it's going to take some time for us to discuss. And I think it sums up in a way, a lot of the, 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 the dilemma that we are facing right now, the hole that has been, that we have dug ourselves. Let me tell you first and foremost, about our friends at Patriot Mobile. Right now, Patriot Mobile is uh, offering all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like their service but hate their values, you can access their networks now via Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. So if you're not happy with your coverage, they can switch to any of the major networks for you for free. Patriot Mobile does stuff like this because they're America's only American, really, mobile phone company. Uh, And this new year, you can resolve to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. Uh, Take advantage of their 100% U.S.-based customer service team that makes switching easy, just like they did for my family. They made our switch easy as well. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Steve, PatriotMobile.com slash Steve, or call them at 972-PATRIOT. Treason never prospers. What's the reason? Because whenever treason prospers, none will dare call it treason. To wit, I present this final piece of feedback we will discuss today from David Lawrence, MD. I'm a vascular surgeon, and I serve a lot of older patients. I am in private practice and unfortunately am completely and utterly entwined with with the federal administrative state nevertheless. I literally cannot function without participating in Medicare. CMS, that's the government agency that oversees Medicare. CMS sets my fees and changes them without my consent or input every January. They pay what they want or sometimes not at all. If I inadvertently overcharge or undercharge by entering the wrong code, I can be penalized with ruinous fines. I am subject to an unavoidable, never-ending, and ever-expanding regulatory burden. Despite all of this, I still make a very nice living. Whenever I speak about limited government, principles of the founders, or biblical principles of money management, I am faced with the reality of my own hypocrisy. Like many physicians, I did not understand the business and government side of medicine 
until I was finally done with the 15 years of school and training it took to start my career. But then, the die, by then, the die was cast, and it was too late to change. I love what I do, and it has been one of the greatest privileges of my life to practice vascular surgery. Nevertheless, the reality of my ultimate reliance on government largesse both haunts and frustrates me. Perhaps there are no good answers anymore. And this is, this is why the Western welfare state is, and its various tentacles, the administrative state, whatever you want to call it, but it, that's really the dawn of it, was the welfare state and the great society in the 60s. It took, it took what the New Deal claimed to do on a temporary basis <clears throat> at a time when we were struggling with um, not hyperinflation, but deflation. There was such a loss of wealth in the country, there wasn't enough, there wasn't enough consumer power to sustain an economic boost. And so when, people, when Republicans say the war effort saved, the, uh, saved us from the Great Depression, when Democrats say the New Deal saved us from the Great Depression, they're actually both saying the same things. Because who conducts a war effort? Government. So whether whichever entree of government, wealth redistribution and spending, your conscience is more favorable to credit. The reality is the only entity left in America at that time that had the wherewithal to spend money to get us out of deflation was government by printing more of it and then redistributing it via appropriations. But that was supposed to be temporary, right? To the welfare state came along and then essentially enshrined and codified those endeavors into basically permanent law. That it requires further administrative largesse. And then when other entities like the FBI or the intelligence community, um, other, other tentacles of government say, hey, you know, we want a piece of that action too. We, we essentially want to be self-funding with a never-ending money train and no accountability at the exact same time. And now here we are. And everybody, all of us are in on it to some degree. All of us are. None of us can claim we are clean where this is concerned. This thing has metastasized to the entire body here. So then what do we do? Same thing we always do. We do the most good and the most right we can possibly do. That's what we do. We do the most good and the most right we could possibly do. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Yeah, a version of that popped into my head at the beginning. And you basically, if you sum up what you just said, Steve, it would be Alfred. Endure. Uh, you don't necessarily know when your moment is going to come where you might be the one to add the level of clarity to this that inspires other, creates some sort of critical mass, and you uh, can change the system. But you, it is, you're right, it is very 
hard to reverse engineer this once you're in that deep. What you can, can do, though, is help inspire the next generation. And this goes on on some fronts. You're a vascular surgeon. So listen, you're the you're tip of the spear in terms of that medicine funnel of of expertise and costs and multiple moving parts but that's uh, it, how about just the average clinic it does it it does not have to be that way right out of the gate at your average healthcare clinic and so we need to redefine what health means i mean how much has your view changed as a vascular surgeon about what a vaccine is now Versus when you started, you know, there's not, mm -hmm. they're not going to med school. There's not a vaccine 101. Start questioning that. Why are we learning all this stuff about everything? But when it comes to vaccines, I'm, I'm given a script and I'm told to march. Why is that health? That's the kind of stuff. Uh, you, you, you know, you gotta have some, here's, you gotta have some side hustles now. You, you might be, mm -hmm. you might be trapped uh in some ways but th that's not to say you don't have freedom left you you've, you've got to get outside of the overton window create some side hustles uh and find uh, ways to educate yourself and your peers young and old in new ways amen aaron we have likened this period for believers in, in the country, and it's not a one-to-one -one comparison, but it's something that we can kind of grasp. So I think it's a applicable comparison to the Israeli or the uh, Israelite captivity in uh, in Babylon. They were still told, marry your marry your daughters, plant your gardens, live your life. Do you think the Babylon economy and currency was one hundred percent moral? Hmm. Probably not. Probably not. Now, is it as immoral as ours? Uh, I would dare say probably not either. So there's that as well. I, th I think your general uh, takeaway, do the best that you can in the times that, uh, that, times that we live in. Um, I, I think that's, that's, that's good advice. One thing really quickly, though. Steve, where we send Ben and where I know you, you take your family uh, for uh, kind of uh, primary care, there's a huge freaking market for that. There's a huge yeah, market for saying. that. As Todd was saying, don't don't just limit yourself to the traditional, the traditional, the old guard of uh, of medicine. Maybe start to branch out just a little bit. Amen. Hey, thanks both of you for uh, enduring here this morning, so we get this show in and done. So I could uh, do my part on Jason Whitlock's vaccine special, and then we'll be screening Nefarious this weekend. I'll be back there in studio again on Monday. Until then, John 317.